and welcome to our Jackson home. Uh, I'm here today with Matt Childress. He is the, the founder and owner of Woodstock Bake Shop. Matt, welcome to the R. Jackson Home Podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We're, we appreciate it. Matt, um, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself. Not everybody is going to know you or have met you, and so if you were just describing yourself to a stranger, how would you go about doing that? Well, I'm 26 years old. I started Woodstock when I was 22. Uh, I actually never went to college. I uh, didn't, uh, you know, I, I got burned out, I guess, when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And I uh, actually was racing for a long time, race cars, and traveled all over the country, fortunate be able to do that and then after sponsorship dried up on that I knew I wanted to do something and not be stuck at a desk job so I thought well I'll try my hand at business and very fortunately it's worked out really good for me so far all right well let's let's start with the racing um, that's not something that everybody will walk in this room and say that they've they've done uh, how did you get started in racing what did you race yeah, my whole goal in life, uh, ever since I was a little kid, I just want to be a race car driver. That's, you know, I just love speed and, and everything. Um, Ricky Bobby fan, right? I'm assuming. Sure, why not? You know, actually, I didn't like that movie. I, was, oh. I wasn't a big fan of that. Okay. I thought they made fun of racing, so, you know. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, I started racing go-karts, um, and that was a ton of fun. You know, made a lot of great friends, still in touch with them. Um, then after that, we started doing some, like, dirt late model stuff, and then uh, we spent a, I spent a summer in Idaho and Washington racing asphalt late models. Uh, then I was... Fortunate enough to get some, I was able to test a Camping World truck for NASCAR. And I'm sorry, I don't know what that is. It's, it's like the truck series in NASCAR. Okay. Yeah, so I was able to test for a guy in North Carolina, and then also got to do a little work and some testing with Andy Hillenberg at the time. He probably helped me the most. And that when was, you say testing? That's like, say, you take the car and you just go to an empty NASCAR racetrack. Okay. And then you just are just practicing, and you got the team there that's watching you and trying to help you out. You know, that's, So it's training you, or are you, I mean, the word, phrase testing would make me think it would be something like, I'm making sure this isn't going to blow up for the race. Yeah, I guess in driver. hindsight, it's good for them and then good for me because okay. I get to I get to practice and train, and they get to know what their car is doing and how they're building it. So I guess it works out yeah. for both people in both ways on that. So you've gotten to drive on some legit. Oh yeah, NASCAR, NASCAR tracks. tracks. Yeah. What's uh, the What is your favorite one? Uh, favorite track that I've driven on. Um, I, that's a tough one. I, I liked Rockingham a lot. Uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway, that was a good one. But I'd probably say Rockingham. Uh, that's a really neat track. So do you keep up with NASCAR? Oh, yeah, I'm a huge NASCAR fan. Watched the Daytona 500 yesterday. See, being from the north, NASCAR doesn't make any sense. Yeah. IndyCar, maybe. No, I understand that. Rally yeah. racing. Yeah. NASCAR, not so much. It's, it's can, more of a southern sport, I guess. It is. And you can send hate mail to the co, uh, courtesy of R. Jackson Home. Um, but uh, so... You, you said in the bio that you sent me that racing sets you up to uh, to run your business. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with that because I think in racing you have to be so mentally focused on, you know, every little detail mm-hmm. and everything. And you're always, you know, after a race, you're always, you got to let go of it. You know, you got to plan for the next race no matter how you did, win, lose, whatever. You always got to be focused on the, on the next race. And that's the same, I think, kind of with uh, – business you just got to you can't let you're gonna have bad days in even business but you got to keep on going well absolutely um and running my own business i i know that uh but it's interesting i've never heard someone i don't know if i've known anybody that's made the jump from racing to yeah it it was definitely not ever in uh my life plan but Mm -hmm. that's the way it worked and i've like said been very fortunate it worked out great for me i love it you know hopefully keep growing and, and making more stores and more locations um, and it's become a family affair. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, uh, like my dad, he I started in 2012, and then he came on board in 2013, and we've actually done really great together. And we 
get along perfectly, never argue, never anything. So very fortunate that our family business can truly be a family business and we get along and we never have any arguments or anything. Because you hear horror stories about family You hear a lot of horror stories, yeah. It's, uh, I've heard a lot of bad ones, but very fortunate. You know, my dad, he's like my best friend, so we get along mm-hmm. perfectly. Um, you know, he handles more of the marketing side of the business. I handle more like, you know, the business business side of financials and everything. So we know our roles and we don't ever get in each other's way. So. So that's it's that's a perfect awesome. balance. That's yeah, awesome. It's really good balance. Um, are you involved in the community outside? I know running a business takes a tremendous amount of time, uh, but uh, are you involved in the community other ways other than? Uh, I think you know, like I said, I mean, we're at the shop, you know, seventy eighty hours a week. You know, mm-hmm. we're always working, but. I guess we're always open. You know, we get a lot of phone calls. You know, for people asking us to volunteer or donate stuff, and yeah. we honestly don't know if anybody we've ever turned down. We'll always try to, if it's a gift certificate or whatever, we'll try to donate. Then we mm-hmm. also do um, every Saturday we try to do a charity of the week, which is going to be we'll give a percentage of ourselves to that charity. So yeah. we're always looking at ways to give back to the community. Absolutely, and I'm on the board of Madison County Casa, and we had a, a really great check from Woodstock for our. Um, nonprofit Saturday and so we were grateful for that and um, if someone was interested in contacting you about a nonprofit Saturday yeah, definitely just uh, give us an email it's woodstockbakeshop at gmail.com and we're always looking to try to get you on the calendar I know right now we're booked up uh, next few months but we're always open to suggestions and I'm a firm believer the more you give the more you get out of life so mm. you can never give enough so that's what we try to, we try to do with business is always give that's awesome well we're going to head into our first break and then I want to come back and, and ask the question why cupcakes So, uh, from our front porch to yours, this is our Jackson home. And we're back with Matt from Woodstock Bake Shop. Uh, Matt... We were just talking about the racing, and it's a, it's a really, you know, a manly activity. Um, and so the transition to cupcakes might look kind of weird from the outside. Yeah, a lot of people think it's pretty weird. So you know, going why from, cupcakes? Yeah, going from uh, race cars and grease to bacon, pretty cupcakes. Yeah. Uh, why the transition? You know, I always want to do something different. I never mm-hmm. want to be, you know, just work for somebody. I like control my own destiny. So if I'll, well, if I can own a business, I can do that. And luckily... My mother had a lot of baking background. She used to teach, you know, cake decorating classes and baking classes at Michael's when we had a Michael's uh, in Jackson. So I knew that that would probably have been my best route to take if I want to open a business Mm -hmm. because I knew the cupcake market was pretty hot and everybody was into that back back then. So I just kind of took her cupcake recipes and everything and just ran with it. We've been very fortunate. A lot of people seem to enjoy them. Yeah, Um, absolutely. So been very successful on that. Then we added box lunches to it also, which our lunch business is very strong. Mm -hmm. We do a lot of catering, a lot of bulk orders. Um, So I'd say it's kind of 50-50. I think half our business is definitely lunch, another half is definitely cupcakes and stuff like that. So it's working good. That's awesome. So... Um, what are some of the struggles that you faced when you were starting your business? Uh, when I first started the business, um, probably the biggest mistake I made was hire friends. That, Ooh, yeah. yeah, so that that was real tough because it's hard to separate friendship versus business because in business, business is serious. So you can't, you know, mm-hmm. you, you got to be, I guess, the boss, and that's really hard to do when you got your friends involved. So I think Absolutely. that was probably my toughest mistake mm-hmm. was doing that, and it took me a long time, I guess, to get my confidence in myself to take ownership and leadership of the company. Um, so it took me probably, I don't know, probably a year or two into that to, 
to get 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 that going. But yeah, you you face a ton of struggles financially. It's a huge commitment. I think people think going into business they're going to get rich. You know, yeah. That's the total concept. It's like, oh, you own a business, you're you know, you must be making a ton of money. And in reality, I was paying myself for the first year, two years, just two hundred dollars a month. Mm. You know. Uh, I was fortunate enough with my last job to save up enough I could live for a while. That's awesome. Which is very important. I think you might want to go in business, but yeah. it I takes a long to, uh, time. Bring the boat close to the dock before yes. you jump onto exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's a huge commitment, but you know, and uh, people think, well, you must have had a lot of money getting started. In reality, all we did was uh, took out a loan and maxed mm-hmm. out a credit card, you know, mm-hmm. and that's how we started. I bought everything used, and fortunately, a lot of the used equipment still works today. So we, <laughs> so we started very inexpensively. Um, I think people will be amazed at how little. We spent, you know, I think a lot of people want to go in business thinking they got to have the best of the best. In reality, you just need to get open, yeah, you know, and then go from there. Yeah, the restaurant business is not a nice business, or it's, it can be a nice business. It, it's exactly, a hard business. it's a hard business to get your name out there and get going. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we talked just you know over the break about advertising and stuff like that, and and of course it takes a while to find out what clicks on that to help get your name out. Yeah, Even social media has been our best form of that. So, so um, so you've got three locations. Correct. Yeah. So we've got uh, our North Store, ADC and Zell Cove, and Drive. Then we've got another one inside the Student Center at Jackson State. Mm-hmm. And of course, we've got the one, uh, opened the one downtown uh, where Alba's currently at. So we're going to be taking over that in, so that's, in April. That's pretty impressive. They have three locations. Yeah, it's, it's great. You know, my personality, I always have to keep going and always have to have a project to be working on. So <laughs> so, so I don't like sitting idle. I like to keep growing. You're either green and growing or ripe and rotting. So I want to keep growing. Uh, the story goes it took Truett Cathy 20 years to open his second Chick-fil-A. And now look at it. And now look at it. But you've yeah. got three in the in the first uh, 2012, so four years. Four years, yeah. So, like I said, it, it's been a ton of fun. Very fortunate. Very thankful. Had a lot of people, you know, to, to help put me in the right direction and give me great advice. So I think you got to have a mentor also in business, I think. Mm-hmm. Somebody that will tell you what you don't want to hear, even though you might still do it, you know, but you still yeah. need to hear both sides of so it. So who is your mentor in business? You know, uh, my dad's side of the family actually owned like over 10 subways. So I, you know, I'd go bounce a lot of ideas off with them. Um, I don't know if they agreed with all the ideas I had in the beginning, but you know, and that's good. It's good to have people that disagree with you. Mm -hmm. So I'd say, you know, they helped a lot on that. Uh, My dad, he's been in business a long time. um, So he was a major influence in my life. Uh, My mother definitely influenced me with the recipes and all the, all the stuff that tastes great. So I guess it's a good balance. Everybody's, you know, influenced me in life. That's awesome, um, and it's good that their family and their everybody still likes each other. That's right. We're all, we're all get along great. No, no, never had a problem, which is good. Well, let's. Uh, you said you were moving, so you guys were at the farmers market, correct? Correct. We were at the farmers market, but you'll be moving into the old Alba location, which correct. is the old Green Frog location. Yes. Yeah. Um, so talk to us about how that came about. Uh, Hal, Hal Crocker actually gave us a phone call, and um, so we met with him at his offices and just kind of sat and talked and uh, just kind of worked out a deal, and uh, we both liked it, and I think it's a good fit for everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's a win-win. So we're excited about it. And like I said, you know, we get to luckily keep some of the same people that are working there, keep some of the mm-hmm. same, you know, items on the menu. So I think overall it, it'll be a change, but I think everybody can adjust to it, and it'll be a great change. And you mentioned that you might you're going to expand some of your coffee flavors. Yeah, I mean we're going to be using I guess a different uh, brand of coffee than what they're currently using mm-hmm. at Alba. But you know we'll have cappuccinos, you know iced coffee, regular coffee, then have different flavors on that. Gotcha. So so you will still be able to get coffee downtown. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll have plenty of coffee options. That's good. Um, I mean I don't drink coffee, but I know. Uh, actually, a lot I'm of not. A, I'm actually not a coffee drinker either, which is kind of weird. But yeah, it's. Uh, 
uh, all natural energy, man. That's right. And nobody in my family is really a coffee drinker either. Huh. Yeah. Well, uh, me or my dad, we don't drink coffee. My sister, she doesn't. I think my mom drinks like a cup a day, but that's it. Not a, not a heavy coffee Yeah, we don't category. have anybody that's heavy uh, coffee drinkers. Um, okay, so so you guys have the, the downtown location opening. You're going to kind of dip into some more coffee types down there because I think you just kind of serve regular coffee at correct. the other locations yeah, correct um what else is coming up for woodstock what's um you know what's what's the next thing you said you said you like to move around a yeah lot. next step is you know i've been uh talking about that a lot you know i really want to get out of jackson to another market so i really like to go to memphis i think that'd be you know the a, a big city but it's close by so it could, you could still manage it so hopefully i'd like to get to memphis in, in under a year or so I think that'd be a great next step and then see how that goes and then go somewhere else. Kind of like doing like what we're doing with Al, keep the coffee shop idea. So mm-hmm. I think it'd be really neat to maybe put like something like a Woodstock downtown Memphis or something like that. Okay. So. Well, that's, that's a pretty, uh, that's a, that's an ambitious goal. Yeah. So, Hey, you got to dream big. I love Vegas. I want to, I want a location in Las Vegas someday. Okay. I travel that's, Vegas a lot. So, uh, that's a really specific goal. Yeah. Um, Woodstock bake shop, Vegas location. I know. I like it. You'll need some neon lights. That and some t-shirts, right? That say Woodstock Vegas, Woodstock Jackson. Yeah. Woodstock Memphis. So. Um, you know, kind of like the Harley shops. Exactly. That's awesome. Got to brand yourself and keep growing. You know? Absolutely. Well, that, Matt, um, we are excited that you guys are going to be able to help support downtown and continue to support the city of Jackson. Um, well, Matt, that... That brings us to the end. What what uh, give us the contact information for Woodstock website, Facebook, hours. Sure. Uh, like our main store is going to be open uh, seven a.m. to six p.m. Monday through Friday. Then on Saturday it's open eight to three. Um, we're at eighty C in Zell Cove, which is off of Van Drive. Um, our phone number is seven three one five five four one nine six nine, or you can email us woodstockbakeshop at gmail dot com. We're huge on Facebook and Instagram, so definitely try to find us on there, mm-hmm. and we'll message you back. And um, well. Matt, thank you for um, helping make Jackson a better place and choosing to call it home. Uh, and that is the end of another episode of the Our Jackson Home podcast. Be sure to check out Woodstock Bake Shop for all the delicious um, cupcakes you could stand. And, uh, and follow them on Facebook to see what's going on. Today's podcast was hosted by Kevin Adelsberger. Our intro music was performed by Aaron Harden. It was recorded live at The Co. To find out more about The Co., visit their website at www.attheco.com. To find out more about Our Jackson Home and to read more about how amazing Jackson is, visit ourjacksonhome.com.